There are some images you can never forget. Think seeing Lady Gaga in that meat dress at the VMAs in 2010, right? Or when we landed <laughs> on the moon, allegedly. Right. Or you the know, Challenger or, explosion. Oh, I guess. Or when Taylor Hicks won American Idol. Yeah, sure. Or when I yeah, walked in valid. on my stepdad in the bathroom and he was naked. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, <laughs> these images, some of them good, some of them bad. They, they become mm-hmm. imprinted on your mind. Like Jacob and that baby in Twilight Breaking Dawn. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking A little something for everybody about. out there. Yeah, okay. Well, for me and you, that's the whole reason we're here, it's the Three Stooges. We grew up all watching mm-hmm. them all the time with our dad. Yeah, and before they were repackaged as box sets that you could buy in the store, I remember having to... Yes. We would scour the TV guide looking for the little block that said the Three Stooges. Yes, and if like, we were Stooges lucky and... enough to see that block of a short that we hadn't seen before. We would rush to record it on VHS, resulting mm-hmm, in this mm-hmm. slowly deteriorating collection of bound footage. Right, and while those tapes disintegrated like years ago, mm-hmm. those Stooges' impression stayed with us. It stayed with me. You know, they, me they started from nothing and became huge stars. People still know who they are today. Yeah, but they're not really respected as such, I find, at least. Well, yeah, that's you know, true. They, they don't have the respect that people like Charlie Chaplin or Buster Keaton or Abbott and Costello sort of mm-hmm. garner as being the sort of forefathers of humor, even if a lot of people do know them and like them. But Right. Well, I think, yeah, they do a lot of like physical comedy and stuff, but there's just as much of that really funny cleverness in the Stooges stuff, too. Exactly. Like, they really form the foundation. So many humorists, like, after them built their kind of brands upon, even if they don't directly pay homage to them. Right. So what we're doing here, I guess the whole reason we're here is to go back and look at the Stooges again. Go back to them and and just say, how did they do it? Why did we stick with them? And why did they stick with us? We're taking a good, hard look at it. Yeah, we we gotta find out. You know, is it still good? And you know, has it aged uh, like the rest of media from that time? We'll see if there's anything interesting. I'm really hoping it has, because I, I cannot so. wait to see what stuff <laughs> I used to laugh at that makes me go, "Oh no!" Oh, I know, I know, no. I know. All right, so this is the part we have to do it now. Our, we have to synchronize this. <laughs> We've got to be in sync. <laughs> to do this, like we will synchronize our okay. How many? We can't do it alone. We're just the uh, three, three twoges. No, that was uh, okay. We're just the, the three twoges. I can't tell whether we're doing it or not. Let's just play the. the this is a theme. Ooh. Uh, you see, it's like what? it's like three blind what? mice. What? Oh yeah. What? Uh, 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 a bop was obviously the noun, and bops slap. Bops slap. Yeah. These are yeah, different. Slapping okay. is, the, is a verb, is a quality that bops retain, I thought. 
Unless is is a song that slaps different than a bop? Does a bop bop? Is it now? What and is, is fire? a slap a slapper? These are the kinds of questions we're going to be talking about here on our podcast, The Three, the three Stooges. The podcast that is exclusively about The Three Stooges. The Three Stooges. We're not going to be talking about... Now, okay, so this leads me to another question. We Clearly, we came prepared. How do we feel about the name? I'm sold on it. You I are? don't know what the... What's the issue? Well, I just think it's confusing. What? what well, what about it's confusing? The, the name of the podcast, is it... Is phenomenal? Is it confu- I know. I'm really excited. No, no I was going to say, is it confusing? No, I'm not confused. Are you confused? Well, I am a little bit confused because well, the what? podcast is called The Three Tooges. Yeah, because there's two there's of us. Only two of, but there's only two of us. So yeah, why is a, it The it's Three Tooges? It's a play tooges? on Stooges. Tooges. No, but I think it's but pretty you clever. See, but... But I understand the play on words, you see, but it's confusing because it implies no, that there are three people on the podcast. I wouldn't say that. Who call themselves well, Stooges, it's, it's despite us the and fact the audience. that it's about the three Stooges. It's us and the audience. They are the third Tooge. We would be nothing without oh, our lovely there, The audience is the third Tooge. Yeah. That's great. You got yeah, it. That, no, that's good. So wait, if there are three of us. Do you see what I'm saying? If there are three of us all along, then why is it called the three Tooges? Well, because there's two of us. Yeah, but like you the said, real, you the just real McCoys. There's three of us. Do you hear this audience right off the bat? Right off the bat, he is trying to betray you. He's trying to cut you out of the deal. He's trying to who are those people? I'm trying to. Cut I'm out trying of the to deal Ted, I'm trying to Ted Healy. Oh no, Ted, sorry, I dived into oh. the Stooges too quick. Oh, he did. T- no, he did Stooge history. That's good. That's what we're here about. This podcast Quickly is to the Stooges. about the three Stooges. Yeah, Do, should we introduce ourselves? I think so. So if you haven't figured it out at at. At this point, we are brothers. We're two brothers. Two brothers. See, there's, there's two, two of us. us. We were raised together. My name is Landry. In a, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yes, that's Landry, and this is the one speaking now is Brayden. That's me. We grew up watching the Three Stooges mostly with our dad. I don't think our mom yeah. appreciated them very much. She didn't appreciate any of the stuff that we watched when we were at our dad's. Yeah. Let, let's just let's just talk about this a little bit because I think it's important to understand in context. We would go, so our parents divorced when we were young. I think I was like eight. And the times that we were with our dad, um, we would watch a ton of stuff that mom just 100% did not approve of. Like we would come, mm-hmm. I remember the weekend we came home like quoting Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You're like, the knights who say Nick! And... Mom was just like, oh gosh, ugh, what did you show them? I remember, my memory is we came home and he had shown us The Matrix. Because it was the first R-rated movie that I had ever seen. That's right, that was a big deal. Well, we saw Anger Management, (laughs) the Jack Nicholson, Adam Sandler movie. And I remember feeling like so guilty. I was like, this movie is inappropriate. Landry should not have seen this. Because I'm four years older than you. And I am full. And like years I think wiser. around that time, like I was just developing some sort of sanctimonious, you know, complex, which probably I still carry today because I just use the word sanctimonious. So what what is this podcast, Landry? Well, what are we what are we doing? As you may know, we share an appreciation for the three stooges. We have wanted to have an excuse to do a podcast for quite some time now because that's because true. We've we talked about like it for a while. Stooge around to goof off. Are we using the word stooge like Smurf? 
No. I think we stooge. Do people still understand the word Smurf? Uh, oh yeah. Oh, there's been those movies. Oh yeah. So people still yeah. know that okay. with that Justin Timberlake song. Okay. He did the the can't stop the Smurf. Oh, what is that one that we can't stop? He did not. That's I'm not what it's called. No, that's in the ogre. That's in the trolls that's movie. Not... You're thinking of trolls. They are one. You're of thinking the same. of trolls. That's can't stop the feeling. Trolls and Smurfs are not the same thing. They're fundamentally different creatures. Trolls live in a mountain. They mine. They things. ore. They ore. They're they're really good. They they mine ore. They are fantastic bards. They they live a long time. Fantastic bards. Just top. They do. Bards. They tell. They they can spin quite a tale. If you've ever been been at a D and D table with a with a with a dwarf. You mean a troll? Oof. Wow. A troll. Mixing what up a, dwarves oh, trolls and are trolls. Oh, that is offensive. You are about Uh-oh. to. Uh-oh. You are already getting us flack and well, we haven't even gotten into the stooges. If if there are any like Tolkien or or Dungeons and Dragons or anybody out there who likes any of that stuff, they've all just stopped listening. Yeah, we're going to see a steep they, drop they're... off at that point. Because if we alienate everyone who wears pocket protectors, that's the entire Venn diagram of podcast listeners. Everyone, if you're listening to this podcast right now, it's because you're an absolute nerd and you should go outside and get some sun. But keep your headphones in and keep listening while you're outside. That's, that's the or, magic you know, or... of podcastery. You can take it with That's you true. anywhere. That's true, you can do that. So we're going to be talking exclusively about the Three Stooges because we love mm-hmm. them so much. And mm-hmm. I think the goal of what we're going to try and do long term is to watch what we consider to be the Stooge canon, or at least start with mm-hmm. that. The the 190 the Columbia Pictures shorts that were produced between 1934 and 1957, I believe, is the oh, year. Make sure you get that right. Make sure make sure you get that right, because the one thing people love is listening to someone try and figure out an old date. Everybody loves that. Listen. When you go 1950... It was, uh, it was uh, 1957. 50, 50, 50, 58. No, it, no, it was 1950. Every, oh my gosh, just die. Just die. I mean, it's frustrating. Okay. Right? We like you, are going... you want to tell them it doesn't matter. Moving on. It doesn't. This doesn't matter. Uh, you don't matter. Well, you don't matter. You're going to you're gonna come with me? Come come at me? You're going to come with me? Week, week <laughs> you're going to come you with can... me down to the ice cream shop at the corner? Get a cone? Who is this character? That's uh. Yeah. Who is That's that Daniel character? Fitzpatrick. That Daniel Fitzpatrick. He loves ice cream. Okay. He's his favorite. Come on. Let's go down to the corner. Get a cone. You're going to come with me? <laughs> Yep. We'll go down to the uh, mm-hmm. the quickie dip. It's where we get our cones. The quickie dip. Yeah, and I'm not one of those people that gets ice cream in a cup. Like, only no. only Nazis get get ice cream in cups. Really? Do you think there's is is there some sort of philosophical reason for that? No, I think it's just sort of a some like sort an of... in like an in joke that they have. I don't get it. I don't. I'm not a Nazi, so I wouldn't understand. Oh, they just. Well, that makes. I'm. I'm not a well, Nazi. I'm very either, glad so that's that, why you, I'm just that you clarified because I was very worried. Well, it's important these days. You know, you can't. I'm sorry. We're we're not going political. Well, let's op, let's pop on down to the quickie dip. Hey. Get a cone. We'll talk about this later. And uh, you know, while we're at it, since what is a quickie where we get dip? Our ice cream, our cones. But while we're at it, while we're there, okay. since we're walking, <laughs> pop in our earbuds and listen to my favorite show, The Three Tuges. Such a good the three toaches. I'm excited. I think we've done a really cool uh, amount of preparation here. Like we've got, I feel like organized. We've got all our list of all of our shorts and everything like that. We're taking notes. I when was the last I time I know, took notes. notes? I mean, you are 
in a doctoral school. I so, am actually I mean, still. I in, would hope recently, I, but I, I am. I mean, t- I took notes in a meeting at work. No, I keep it all. I keep it all up here in the old in brain box, baby. Blocks. You want to go down? You know, share what's in yep, your brain box with me. Right. We'll get a cone. <laughs> At the quickie dip. Yeah, just a quick dip. We'll take a quick dip. Take a quickie dip. Get a cone. Take a quick dip to the quickie dip. You can get a cone if you aren't a Nazi. You can get a cone if you aren't a Nazi. Pretty good jingle. If you're a Nazi, (laughs) you're allowed to get ice cream, but you get a cup. Cups only. So they they still serve Nazis. Well, I mean, it's America. Well, it is America. There's a hair. Oh, you got a hair? There's a hair in my mouth, so I was distracted. I was completely <laughs> thrown off my rhythm by this hair. This is good. I should get in really close to the microphone as I as I fish this hair out of my mouth. People love. That's some ASMR that you need to do. Because this is a podcast about the Three Stooges. Do you think it, there's going to be anyone who doesn't know what ASMR is? That's a is? very, very real possibility. I'm really, I think our target demographic yeah, is so people should we explain the age of, let's just take a guess. <laughs> Over the age of, let's say, 50. People who know who the Three Stooges are and care about them, there is no one our age who likes the Three Stooges. <laughs> you tell someone that you're starting a Three Stooges We're like podcast, that and they'll go, huh. Oh, we just check while the iron's hot. The most cutting Everybody's got Stooge mania right now. It is All on anybody's the tip talking of everyone's about is the tongue. <laughs> I think that's what's cool about it, you know? Is we are the tip of the spear, are. baby. The tip of the spear. Everybody's going to be talking about the Three Stooges. I haven't found any other Three Stooge series podcasts out there. And if there is, I don't think it exists. we're going to fight. We're going to start a podcast rivalry. That's right. We're coming. I want trash talk, cross-podcast do... trash talk. Yeah. I'm going to walk down the street at all times with my knees bent real, real low, like I'm in a squatting position. And then my arms are gonna swing like pendulums, and at the at the at the bottom of the swing, I'm gonna snap my fingers. You're doing you know the West Side Story. Do you see? I'm doing the West Side Story. It, That's what I'm doing. Break it down That's into right. all of the so that I'm always involved. ready. It's very funny. <laughs> well, especially if you're not in West Side Story, you're just walking down the street <laughs> doing that because you're afraid you're gonna get into a fight with a rival podcast. <laughs> Every day. That's how I feel. Such is the human condition. Such is the can human es- condition. Can we ever escape that feeling? Hey, should we go to commercial at this point? Or do you uh, yeah, think we're let's, okay? Let's try think? it. When we come back, we okay. are going to actually be discussing some stooge history to contextualize for the audience out there. Um, we'll get into watching some of the shorts Ooh. in the first actual episode. But for the pilot, we're just going to yeah. give you guys some, uh, some sort of background as to uh, who the stooges were what their careers were like, who we are. But before we do that, you know, we're a podcast. We're independently produced. We we can't do this all alone. We actually, um, no, we I believe can. we have some sponsors already. Before we even aired an episode, we, we had did, some people yeah. reach out to us. That's I guess they they were Stooge fans. I hope they were Stooge fans at least. That's now, I, I would say I don't, we put through this together so quickly. I don't even know. I haven't listened well, I to the ad yet. I don't Have know. Have you listened Who... to the ad yet, Brayden? I haven't. Okay. I haven't. Well, uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of guy is, okay. uh, wants to sponsor the show. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, here we go. 
Hi, I'm Bruce Ogletree, and for over 20 years I've been the number one realtor in Plainview, Minnesota. Now, you may be thinking, hey there, Bruce, that sure does seem silly to pay for advertising for real estate in rural Minnesota and on an independent podcast, but I tell you, that's just the kind of service I provide. I'm here to tell you guys, if you don't know about this little gem just 21 miles outside the greater Rochester, Minnesota city limits, oh, you are just plain missing out. You know, one summer we, oh, that's me and my wife. Jody, we just gotten married, and we was out here for corn in the cab days. And don't you know that we fell in love with the place? And before you know it, 20 years have flown by, and you sort of wonder where did the time go? You look back at your old hockey photo, and you think, you know, what have I become? Did I settle down here just because it was safe? And, and it is the safest little town, you know, so safe you could, you could almost disappear here, you know, watch your life disappear before your eyes, you know, and your wife looks at you. You know, she sort of looks at you. She more sort of looks through you. Like you're a shadow of your former self. And you see your lips moving, but you don't hear any words. Just sort of a ringing, like a gun just went off near your ears, you know. And your vision sort of snaps back into focus. And all of a sudden, she's talking about the tater tot hot dish she's making for the PTA meat raffle tonight. And you think, you know, you, you gotta get out of here, Bruce. You're not meant to live like this, you know. You could have flirted with that waitress with a nose ring who giggled at your dirty loot fist joke that time you went to that fancy restaurant in the Twins for the real estate convention. And it could all been different. Oh, you betcha. Of course, Plainview's got a lot of lovely parks and trails and a real nice little nine-hole regulation golf course, Piper Hills, outside the city for folks to enjoy. And, and you'll never want to leave, you know, not till it's too late. Anyway, till maybe one day you go ice fishing and you, you fall in, you know, on accident. And it's nice and clean and simple for Jody and the kids, because you've got a nice little three-bedroom with a breakfast nook down near Piper Hills, and you took out the insurance policy years ago. So they'll be fine. And anyway, Bruce Ogletree Realty. It's real easy to find. Just over there, downtown West Broadway, kitty corner from the Plainview Municipal Liquor Store, who, let me tell you, are a bunch of really fine guys. And I want you to know, guys, if you're listening, that I'm good for it. Yeah, hi, Trent. Listen, I know I only paid for 15 minutes, but no, I just Bruce, we really... talked about this. You can't stay here all night again. Yeah, okay, all... okay. So come on down to Bruce Ogletree Realty, where I'll put my dreams on hold for you. Oh, well, that's Why? interesting. That uh, was hmm. something. It kind of took a yeah. I mean, I'm glad. I want to support local business. Like so I mean, turns. I guess. Yeah, I I think we've got to keep this right. podcast Listeners, going for Bruce. You hear, you heard it here first. Bruce is relying on us. Go buy some real estate houses, I guess, in Plainview, Minnesota. When you do, talk to talk to Bruce and and just tell him we sent he's doing. Apparently, yeah, it sounds like he could really use, really use that. Anyway, Landry, we should probably we should probably get back to the reason people the are here, three which is stooges. The three stooges. That's right, bazing. <laughs> I'm gonna get bazinga. That classic stooge joke from Nyuk to bazinga. That'll be the name of uh, the book we write after this. Oh, I have no interest in. So we're here I, talking I exclusively about the three stooges. Talking exclusively about the And as I said before, we want to get into some Stooge history, some Stooge trivia, mm -hmm. the context behind the uh, the pod that we're diving into. And did you know, Brayden, that the three Stooges originally... What? Not three of them. Well, I did know that because I did well, research wait, for this podcast. 
Also, we yeah, used to watch we, this. But here's the thing. I don't think we used to watch the portion that I'm discussing because I don't know how much of it was filmed. Oh. I mean, I'm sure we saw a little, but The Three Stooges. Oh, okay. You're talking yeah, about Ted Healy. Yeah, how can you forget Theodore uh, Healy? Right, right, right. I don't know oh. if that's his full name, but... Oh. Is that I his Christian know. name? Theodore Healy. Um, that'll be, that'll we, we be, that's a teaser for the name. next episode. Tune in next time when we find out Ted Healy's Christian name. Will they discover the name of Ted Healy? <laughs> Don Pardo? Don Pardo comes out a lot. We just got the new Super Smash Brothers game and I miss it because it, you know, it yeah. announces their names. And I always, anytime they do, specifically the one from Kirby the bad guy with the sword, Meta Knight, he goes, Meta Knight! And I just, I always picture Don Pardo from SNL. Ladies and gentlemen, Meta Knight! You know the original Super Smash Brothers were uh, Mo ooh. and Champ Howard. We're bringing oh, it back! circling it back, baby! That's professional level podcast. I know it. And right they were there. actually brothers born in yep. the late, 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 late 19th century, almost 1900. Uh, Sam Horowitz, the oldest child of the Horowitz brothers, who would become Shemp Howard, was born in 1895. His mm-hmm. younger brother, Moses Horowitz, who would become Mo Howard, was born in 1897. Isn't it crazy when someone's birthday from the 20th century is in oh, I think like it's, 1890? I think it's Doesn't that make them seem like are they Walt Whitman's age? Like I thought you were going to say Walt I don't understand. Disney, and I was how... like that too. They're both interesting. What is your theory, by the way, on Walt Disney? Do you think there's any truth to the Walt Disney cryogenic? I mean, they famously I... have denied, it, you know. But do you think his head's frozen? What do you I'm think? I'm not going to rule it out. If anyone is going to have their head broke. I mean, I'm see, that's saying, what I'm, I'm saying. I'm not saying it is like that's a what, sure thing. I'm not saying it is a definite thing. But if anybody is going to have a frozen old head Walt. of themselves, yes. Yes. Who, if I know what I know about him, would probably not, not like the three stages fan, very But, much. you know, I there is a chance, and I'll, I'll tease that for you now. There's a, something I wanna, someone I want to bring up later who I didn't think would be a Three Stooges fan, mm. but apparently is a huge Stooge fan. But we'll get to that. Is it Adolf Hitler? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's too busy eating ice cream out of cups. <laughs> Mo and... Uh, and Shemp are born in 1895 and 97. Larry Fine, their later partner in the Three Stooges, was born in 1902. Mm-hmm. But they all sort of grew up um, okay. in the vaudeville scene in their early years, sort of doing right. a lot of different shows and acts. And one of the gentlemen that they knew in New York when they were uh, children, the Horowitz brothers, was a gentleman by the name of Ted Healy. And Ted Healy, mm-hmm. by the 1920s, had... Uh, a show of his own that he was doing. And he, at one night at the Prospect Theater in Brooklyn, was visited by Mo, who said, you know, we know each other from years uh-huh. past, so I think we should start an act together. And they recruited Shemp. Uh-huh. Uh, and then okay, they yeah, eventually fine. recruited Larry Fine on a trip to Chicago. He was in a music act uh-huh. uh, there playing the, the violin. Uh, he originally, apparently, as uh-huh. a child, uh, wanted to be a boxer. And he boxed under the name Kid Raw. Kid Raw is such a great name. I especially know. Especially for, like, did people have wrestling names like that? I think they did. I always, I always, they always had names like the Knickerbocker and the Handlebar Mustache. Well, I think Kid (laughs) Rock fits into that umbrella. 
<laughs> you do? When I think Kid Raw, I think of like a like a WWE wrestler I get today. Well, yeah, this is the person but, I was going to be talking he was, about. He was, was good, though. Yeah, he did. He won a professional match. Uh, and He won like 40 matches. Well, Larry I, won I, 40 uh, matches. 40 matches. I think one professional match. The others might have technically been considered oh, amateur. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. Landry's coming in hot with the fact-checking machine. I'm sorry. Listen, I, I was assigned I didn't realize early you were gonna be years. I am going to make sure that they receive their due. As I was saying, Kid Raw, obviously so influential, Kid Rock was the uh, Stooge fan that I was teasing earlier that you may have not assumed. A big Stooge. No, no, not completely false. Oh. There is another oh, you, There is another oh. Stooge fan that I will be discussing in the future. Oh, you I totally just like the had Kid me. Rock, Hook, Kid line, Rock. and sinker. I was like, is there a fun anecdote here? I would love to see like Kid Rock like getting Kid Rock point like, in the oh, nose. Man, or I love that show. <laughs> when so it when no students he puts that thing up there on the front of his face <laughs> and he he and he blocks the fingers with with he's poking him like he can't get him because his hands is oh oh that makes oh it makes me want to makes me want to sing one of my famous songs which i know the name of my famous song uh oh what a picture and only God knows why it took me so long, all summer long, to get that picture. See, there's three of them right there. <laughs> How did you get Kid Rock for the podcast? Brayden. Well, I, I just are... called him up. I just oh, you got him, him on speed dial. Yeah, yeah. He said, here I am. I'm Kid Rock, and I'm here to talk about the three stooges. And uh, It's amazing that we were able that's to book a... him. I know. Without I know. any, you know what's without funny? having any published episodes. What what's what's so interesting to me about Kid Rock is how he doesn't sound like he does in any of the other interviews. It's a persona that he's using. It's sort of a Larry the Cable Guy thing. I sort of have a, you know, I have a an inner persona for my private life, so that this is who I truly am when I'm up on that stage biting the heads off of bats or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> That's Whatever. Ozzy Osbourne. I knew it was Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> I knew it, but I as soon as I thought of it, I was like, I'm gonna say it anyway because it's gonna be fun. Because <laughs> it's gonna be funny. That, see, that's the equivalent. That's sacrificing your body for the play, which, I, as I understand it, is a thing that is done in sports by people who are good at it. Which is not us. We were too busy <laughs> watching the Three Stooges. Anyway. So we've got the Stooges, and they're they're working with Ted Healy, and they have, like, a bunch of different names. Don't right, they, exactly. They were known as Ted Healy and his Stooges. They were Ted Healy and his Southern Gentlemen, even though southern they were... Gentlemen. Even though they were from New York and Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> um, a bunch of Southern Gentlemen. And Ted Healy and uh, his racketeers. Uh, I believe uh, Ted Healy and Three Three Lonely Souls was another name that they went by. Three. Oh, uh, and they sort That's of Three Lonely Souls. A... That was a late night call service that I worked for. It was always there were always three people on the line. And they specialized in foot fetishes. Yeah, they were generally known so... to uh, be an act where Ted would try and sing or tell jokes, and the Stooges would interrupt mm-hmm. him, and he would subsequently verbally and physically abuse them uh, for right, punchlines. Like vaudeville stuff. Yes, vaudeville yeah, very stuff. classic vaudeville. And people liked it so much, they made a few uh, very small feature film appearances because Ted Healy was well-known, and eventually received uh, enough billing to appear in the 1930 feature film Soup to Nuts. 
Um, and they actually included a fourth stooge in that movie, Fred Sanborn, uh, but he did not appear in any subsequent stooge features. There were a lot of people who actually were like on the perimeter of stoogedom, but never officially Mm -hmm. got named stooges. That's one of the things that I thought was really fascinating is all these people who were kind of almost stooges, but never actually got in the billing. And billing, I think, was a big discussion for them that was really important. After Soup to Nuts, oh, they fought all the time. Uh, eventually, mm-hmm. uh, Columbia offered them a deal without Healy, and Healy, who had already been sort of taking money yes. from them hand over fist, he was getting paid ten to one and saying that they were under contract with him when they were not. He oh. went to Columbia behind their back and said, "No, no, no, they're under contract with me," and they revoked the offer from the Stooges. And so for a short time there, they split from him and he was forced to hire replacement stooges, which if they ever made any shorts, I would love to watch the backup stooges. Oh, I mean, I've seen the, I've oh, seen the one, have, the, the clip of him sitting on them? the couch slapping each other. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's, it's sad. Ugh. It's weird because it's, that's exactly it's what it is. It's kind of sad. It feels like, you know, when you watch the Bizarro Superman yes, the Bizarro or something, stooges. you know, it's just like everything, like it's just off. Yeah, but they never could because that was the thing with all those other acts who were imitating what the Stooges were doing because there were a bunch of them. They all just copied the Stooges' violence. Like, it was just a lot of slapping and punching. And what those other acts didn't get that the Stooges had from early on was there was a really strong sense of physical comedy and timing, but also there was a ton of, like, wordplay mm-hmm. and non sequiturs. They had funny plots it wasn't just violence it was and i think you can see as the stooges go on less money and Mm -hmm. time gets put into the shorts by columbia as a production company because they see Mm -hmm. them as just this cash cow Mm -hmm. and they start Mm -hmm. reusing footage and producing them much more quickly and it becomes much more of that like gratuitous violence for laughs Mm -hmm. because they didn't really understand and appreciate the subtleties that Moe, Shemp, Larry, Curly, and, and all the Stooges were really using. That's what all of them did. You know, these were guys who didn't come from a lot. They were musicians and stuff, but they weren't, like, really rich or anything like that. Do you remember what their parents did? I don't. I don't remember. We I should look it up. Someone will probably tell us. Maybe we'll have a listener write in and tell us what their parents did. Someone probably knows. These guys were just multi-talented folks. They were singers. They were actors. They did slapstick. They did... um, Curly was a dancer. Like, apparently, like, a really good dancer. Larry was a boxer. And when they first started making these shorts for Columbia, did you know they never had a set of their own? It was always they were using somebody's leftovers. Wow. So, like, Columbia would make a movie with a courtroom... And so that's where Disorder in the Court came from. They would just sort of fill in wherever they could and do stuff on the fly like that. These were guys who, like, Ted Healy, their manager, who was making the equivalent of $3.5 million a year at the time, was, like, trying to screw them out of their comedy. Um, And they just, like, kept going. They kept working at it. Especially Mo. He was always... Mm -hmm the brains he was he's the brains of the operation he was the business manager he ended up doing a lot of the stooges taxes for them because he was the one that was good with money um and the others sort of 
generally had a lot of problems money managing gambling problems curly would uh had bought a dog every time he saw one and would bring it home he apparently loved to bring home animals um so mo was really the, the brains of the operation well he's also apparently apparently did you did you see the interview with the cameraman where they said that mo was the only one who actually read the script <laughs> no yeah <laughs> yeah apparently like when they were writing mo was writing all the time and he was reading the script and stuff and then leary and curly um would show up even shemp to some extent apparently um and they would just be like what am i saying what am i doing what's the script okay fine you know they they weren't all in from the beginning like mo was mm. i think he was the driving force and that's why he kind of just emerged as the leader of the stooges mm. when ted healy was gone right because originally they were all on kind of equal footing mm-hmm. but once ted healy was out of the picture it was all about they needed mo someone to, to fill in as that sort of straight man role that the other two could play mm-hmm. off of and be the goofs for and once they split from ted healy once he they realized he was stealing from them basically he had to kind of fill in for that and I, I, that's one other thing I'd like to talk about with Ted Healy is uh, sort of what happened to him after he ended up splitting from the Stooges and his oh, very yeah. controversial death. Yeah, this is crazy. So this is in crazy. 1937, just a few years after the Stooges uh, and he split up, he had a son. And the night his son mm-hmm. was born, Ted Healy, known as a bit of a drunk, an alcoholic, he had a problem. <laughs> I mean... I, mm-hmm. I'd like to put it lightly, but everyone kind of, you know, he had his demons. Um, yeah, sure. And uh, the night his son was born, mm-hmm. he went out to celebrate, went to several bars, ended up at the, I believe it's the Trocadero nightclub in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. He, <laughs> he ran into what was originally reported to be fun. some college boys, but hmm. what other people later described as a producer of the James Bond films, his mob-adjacent cousin, and another MGM star. They got into a a scuffle with him, and he showed up, and he stumbles out of a taxi back to his hotel, and his friend sees him, and he's got cuts on his face, and I think like a day later, he passed away. And apparently, there are rumors that, I mean... He, it was originally he was in it with he was in it with the mafia or he was he owed some money to some well there was some shot. there's some of that another people said maybe that Columbia because there were other motion picture people involved wanted to sort of cover it all up and sort of fixed it perhaps and there are other people that are still to this day say it wasn't the fight that killed him he actually died he had problems with his heart. And uh, after years of alcoholism, this was just like a night where everything kind of went bad. It's still a very, very controversial mystery uh, in Hollywood. I read a lot about it and nobody really seems to have any definite answer to this day. But uh, Hmm. it's fascinating, I think. That is interesting. And it, uh, it happened on our mom's birthday. Aww. So exciting. Well, not the year, so, but she was not so, born in 1937. But uh, <laughs> on the day. I Well, I, I think Ted Healy's cool and whatever, but let's get real. People here are to talk about the Stooges. They don't care about Ted Healy. Yeah. Who's that guy? Nobody cares. Nobody who's cares, that guy? Right? What, who's that guy? Everything you just did, everything you just did, useless. Throw it out. Cut Crap. It out. We don't I hate you. it. We're here to talk about the Stooges. So we're, let's talk about the Stooges. I want to talk about specifically Curly. Curly... 
His full legal name was Jerome Lester Horowitz, so he was related to Mo and Shemp. He was the youngest of the brothers. Uh, apparently, the people who were close to him, they called him Babe. That was his nickname. Mm-hmm. Like the pig in the city. Um, apparently, when he was a kid, Curly was a really talented musician. He was a dancer, we already talked about. It. He also would apparently, he liked to live a kind of a fun, rough, and tumble lifestyle. Apparently, he used to hang out with the Bath Beach gang. And I looked, and it was all guys who looked like, you know, Mr. Mustache and <laughs> Sir Knickerbocker or whoever those boxes are. <laughs> the handlebar <are>. mustache. <laughs> Did you know this? Curly actually had a first wife and no one knows who she is. So you're telling me there's a very small chance that we could be (laughs) descended. We could be. I suppose it's possible. I mean, we've got the bald heads. Well, well, you know, he he wasn't, you know, naturally bald either. He like us, he shaved his head. Mm, I want someone to do mm-hmm. the research. Get on ancestry. I need the lineage and honestly, just make it work. If you need to fudge some of the paperwork. <laughs> I'm listen, I'm not telling Can you we... to do it, but I'm telling you to do it. I'm just saying I'm really good at Adobe Photoshop. Well, Hop to it. So as soon as Curly was on board, they left Healy. They started at Columbia. When they started at Columbia, they had the largest contract that was ever given to anyone in the history of Columbia Studio. Wow. Like that's, they had actually, um, they put they put a lot of time and faith into them. The Stooges were one of the people, one of the few people who had a deal with Columbia where they could go on the road and do live shows and they would take home, they would get to take home all the pay from the live shows, but Columbia liked it because they only had to pay them half salary when they were out of town. And that was a, that was a deal that Mo negotiated because he Clever was always Mo. trying to think about that stuff. Clever he was always Mo. doing that kind of thing. So, I mean, but... Talk about somebody who, um, Mo was somebody who was always working hard and cared a lot about the Stooges. Curly was a guy who just, he liked to live life. You know, yeah. Curly was kind of a ladies' man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Very was charming married. from what I hear, but but mm-hmm. shockingly quiet from what I hear also. He apparently, when the, the camera stopped rolling, he was he was quite reclusive. And but maybe that was sort of why the ladies liked him. He sort of, you know, he was he was hard to get. He was sort of the, the quiet I don't know brooding. I don't know. The doc the documentaries I watched didn't paint him that way. The documentaries I watched kind of painted him as this like well liked. Oh well, I heard he was very well liked. He was just particularly kind of quiet gregarious. and and reserved. I heard, but when hmm. he, I also heard that he liked to go out and have a good time. And if he had a few drinks, he definitely. Uh-huh. And that was one of the things right. that he dealt with as well. You know, when when he first started with the Stooges, if you look at the footage from those very first ones, like we're going to next week, he's not that big. He's he's he's. He's stockier than the other Stooges, obviously, but he's he's not nearly as big as he is towards the end. And over the course of the you know the rest of his life, his health just kind of deteriorated. He was partying a lot and drinking a lot, and ultimately, you know, he suffered several strokes and had he didn't die right away. Um, he made a, actually a cameo towards the end of his life, a really small one in a in a Stooge short later on, but mm. he had to quit. And that mm. is when they had to introduce. Shemp. I don't know about you, Landry, but like when I was a kid, a little kid, Curly was always my favorite Stooge. Oh, he, yeah, he's, and I think he is universally known as being one of the most loved Stooges of all, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Curly was something, he was really special. I, I, I think a lot of people said it wasn't really fair when Shemp came in because he had actually been performing with the Stooges before, you know, when they were with Healy. Shemp left because he didn't like what Healy was doing. So Shemp started out, he had his own career. He was in a bunch of, he was in like 40 movies or something, wow. um, having smaller parts and stuff. He did he did a movie with the Andrews sisters. 
there's this cool old footage where they're doing a number together. But when Curly died, Shemp came in. He consciously, he was like, I'm not going to do Curly. No one ever wanted him to do Curly because he couldn't. Curly was one of a kind. It's one of the things right. that people always say about him. But a lot of people said, you know, Shemp gets a lot of flack because just he stood, he stands in this shadow. But he was one of the funniest of right. all of them. I think if you look at some of Shemp's bits and the things that he crafted, he's just hysterical. Right. And I, I would really, I think w- that's something I want to talk about when we come back because we've got to get to our other sponsor. But I'd, I'd really like to talk about what made Shemp special and the way that that influenced the evolution of the Stooges because they seem like a, a monolithic thing that never really changed. They evolved in style and nuance and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, direction a lot of different ways. So it's, it's something that I'm really interested to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I think that's cool. So maybe when we come back from commercial, we can we can talk a little bit about Shemp and the stuff that came after that. Yeah. Now let's go to commercial. Cool. If you're like me, after a long day of selling finely styled men's accoutrement, you like to kick back with a Boda box, put on a chic album, and fall deep into a soft slumber. But how many times have the sonorous tones of Lafrique been interrupted by this? And to make it worse, when climbing into your bathtub to avoid the ricochet coming from the Little Caesars parking lot next door, today's suit pants are either too cheap or tight enough to make your moose knuckles bust right through the seam. The crotch down where your nuts hang is always a little too tight. They cut me. It's just like riding a, a wire fence uh, from the, where the zipper ends back to my bunghole. What if I told you there was a place where you could find some pants that would let you swing low, sweet chariot, and look good doing it? I need it more than anything. Then boogie on down to Dan Prescott's suit suite. Our trousers are made with a cozy but loose knit of finely shorn, naturally odor-resistant yak hair, complete with pleats as deep as the marinara trench. These are the best that I've had anywhere in the United States. And don't wait. Because if you come in during the holidays, we'll include our Phantasma Crease service free of charge, where we run a silicone bead down the front seam of your pant leg, giving you a crease so sharp you can cut the next son of a gun who dares disturb your relaxation time straight across the face. Ah, much better. Now, where was I? So come on down to Dan Prescott's Suit Suite. Toot Suite. Dan Prescott Associates and any employees of Dan Prescott Suit Suite are not responsible for any injury, damage to reputation, or retaliation after services rendered. Phantasma Crease Holiday Deal only valid during President's Day, Earth Day, Talk Like a Pirate Day, Diwali, Three Kings Day, Red Koromatsu Day of Civil Liberties, and LBJ Day. That was interesting. It was interesting. I, Sounds like he's got a lot of a, he's certainly got a lot of interesting things going on in his personal life. I also think he's selling a product that I think our target demographic would would appreciate. I know you know That's there's what, a well, certain age who doesn't range love that we're going a for. nice sharp crease down the front of you a suit. You gotta pant. have that. To I me, gotta get that phantasma you, crease. To me, if if your suit pant does not have that sharp sharp crease, yeah, you're. Yeah, are you are you wearing what, suit pants? What are you doing? What are you doing? Are, are you, you even yeah. wearing suit pants? You might as well be wearing sweatpants. Are you even wearing suit pants right now? Right now, you you look like you're wearing track pants. Then you might as well have the word "stupid" written across the butt, okay? Because you don't have any 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 seam in the front. 
in, in the front of your pants. It seems okay. like you don't know what you're it talking seems, about. It seems, oh, see, that was good. That was good wordplay, what you just did right there. Yeah, yeah, he's reeling now. Oh, he's, he's reeling <laughs> in the spin. ears, baby. Look at it. Oh, Steely Dan, baby. <laughs> Thank you, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Steely Dan, baby. <laughs> Steely Dan. Do you think Steely Dan, Steely Dan's played SNL before, right? I You could probably so. get a soundbite of that, right? If I come back next week with that on a hot key. <laughs> Put it on the hotkeys. Uh, oh my god. We were talking okay, about we're, shimp. We're getting off track. We're talking yes. about shimp. Yes. I'm yes. just talking about so, shimp. Shut your mouth. So, uh, That's the spin-off exactly... podcast. That's just shrimp. <laughs> well, I do like talking about shemp. Shemp did a lot of really interesting things. I, I love shemp's bits that he did. But I think one of the things that I think is the most interesting thing about Shemp is that he was really kind and was known as being a really great person also. Curly's daughter from his second marriage, the one that he was married to her for, I want to say, two or three years, she described Shemp as probably the kindest, sweetest man she's ever known. Mm-hmm. So I think for someone to say that you know, about you it probably says a lot. Yeah. And what's really sad is that he, he died tragically, just kind of like, just like Curly, he he had gone out. This was actually it was around the same time of year that, that Ted Healy died. He had gone out. He had gone to a boxing ring. He had gone out to a bar. He was hanging out with his friends. And then all of a sudden, they're walking down the street. They're in the... Or no, they're, they're not walking down the street. They're in a taxi cab. People love quibbling over minor details like this. So we're going to make sure that we leave that in. Oh, yeah. And then he has a heart attack. He was 60, which mm-hmm. is not that old. Um, certainly... Mm-hmm not someone who you would say was past their prime and ready to retire or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Apparently his friend thought he was doing a bit because they'd been joking around oh, earlier. That's and then so his friend sad. realized, I know. That's actually I know. really sad. Mm. I know. On the other hand, if I go that way, I could be okay with that. If they think I'm doing a bit. Like, yeah, Braden died how he lived, making jokes at a time when it wasn't funny. Accurate. <laughs> like, Being completely <laughs> inappropriate for the moment. Doing. Okay, I'm done talking about Shemp. I want to talk about the other three stooges. That's that's you, so go. Oh, I'm back. So post-Shemp, they actually were still under contract. Mo briefly said that he thought about disbanding the Stooges at that point, but was reminded that he was under contract. So they completed four shorts with a stand-in, mm. Joe Palma, who later became known as Fake Shemp, by oh. filming him from behind and using other footage to create yes, I remember. these four different uh, shorts. Do you remember seeing those? Yes, I remember dad was always mm. like, he was always on the lookout for fake Shemp. And we, <laughs> that's would, a fake and Shemp. we would spot him and be like, oh, that's fake Shemp. What was his name? Joe Palma was his name. Joe Palma. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. We should do something We should do something special when Joe Palma comes up. Like a buzzer Maybe. will come off. Like a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we spot fake Shemp. Apparently, when they were trying to replace him, they had a lot of different ideas. Um, They wanted someone under contract that they could just bring on. But apparently, at right. one point, there was talk of hiring an African-American stooge named Manton no. Moreland. Yes. Really? It was it was it was in the works and I and at first I was like that's great. I would I'd love for that to have been the case. I am scared of the type of comedy that would mm-hmm. have happened if that had right. been the case. Um, right, but true. it did not. So, you know, it could have been good, could have been bad. He was a well-known right. and well-respected actor by a lot of different other people. So, I would love to have seen that, you know, for this People out there writing Three Stooges fan fiction. That's the alternate Everybody's. universe I want to hear about. And, and who isn't? It's the word on everyone's lips. In my fan fiction, uh, 
Curly gets together with the doctor who says, Hold hands, you love birds. Ooh, Emil Sitka. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he's, Which, did you course. see any footage of Emil Sitka? Oh, yeah. In, in the documentary? Sitting you in the lawn I chair. Sitting in the lawn chair or sitting at the kitchen table with a Miller Lite just fully cracked open, smoking <laughs> a cigarette indoors. He's like, and what I, what I also love is clearly Emil Sitka was like, You what? You want to come to my house? And, All right, come on over. And so they're sitting in the kitchen. They're sitting in the kitchen. And he, he's rambling on with his beer or whatever. And then clearly at some point, he's like, I'm bored. I want to go sit outside of my lawn chair. <laughs> so they're like, okay, let's follow you out there. <laughs> Do that out there. He's one of those people who was almost a stooge. He, yes. he was going to, at the very end, before the stooges disbanded, he was going to mm-hmm. be a stooge. It all, it, it, there the were a lot minute. of attempts, but he never, he never got the chance. But... He was always uh, stooge adjacent. He appears in a lot of supporting roles. In 1956, and from 1956 to 58, Joe Besser filled the role of the third stooge. Um, Kind of known, yeah, is right. I'm sorry. He's not one of the favorites. But the thing is, I mean, he was never really respected even amongst the Stooges. But also, I think one of the reasons is because he had clauses in his contract that prevented him from being physically abused he apparently had seen how calloused larry or curly's face was and said i don't want that to happen to me i don't want to be slapped and hit a bunch of times because i just don't want to have to deal with that so you know i heard a i heard a similar rumor about buddy hackett when they were thinking about replacing curly with shemp they had talked about maybe having buddy hackett do it but it mm-hmm. turns out that wasn't that wasn't he couldn't true. hack it uh during the joe besser period is when the stooges probably because of joe besser Zang, were unceremoniously fired from Columbia Pictures. Got the old stanky boot. Yeah, they showed up to the lot one day and they were like, by the way, you're done. Couldn't even gather nice. their things. They just didn't uh, let them back on the lot. How terrible, how, right? After how much all do you of think... the shorts that they made for Columbia Pictures. I know. Do you think that was because, do you think that, do you think it was Harry Cohen? He was awful to everybody. And he, like, when Curly died through this huge fit and insisted they find somebody as quickly as possible because he was like, I'm paying for three stooges, not two. And they didn't give them any time Oof. to, you know, go through the process. He might have been the one. I don't know. Somebody might, might know more than us. We'll have somebody to, might know we'll have to dive deep and find out, find all the yeah. stooge drama. After that, in 1958, the Stooges were like, well, you know what? We're going to forge ahead. We're professionals. We rise above it. And Mm -hmm. uh, they replaced uh, Joe Besser with Curly Joe Dorita. So they were Uh just like, we had a Joe. We got a Curly. We need a new name. Put them together. We got Curly Joe. very, very confusing to me as a child. Oh, absolutely. I was like, which one are you? I could not keep it straight. Yeah, I didn't. And All he also I didn't like he, any of them. He also looked a li- he had a similar build. He shaved his head. They, they right. you know, they were trying to go off the same aesthetic, I think. Yeah. But, I think uh, later on they they were doing a lot of stuff that approximated their early mm-hmm. work, but it was never the same, I right. think. And at this point they had not done as many shorts. They were doing a lot of different other projects. They were getting feature film appearances mm-hmm. based on their name recognition, things like have Rocket Will Travel, and they continued appearing in feature films and everything until, sadly, in 1970, when Larry had a paralyzing Mm -hmm. stroke and was Mm -hmm. not able to act anymore. They apparently, during this time, had a lot of different attempts to, as we mentioned, bring back Emile Sitka to Mm -hmm. revive the Stooges again, but they never quite materialized, and in 1975, sadly, Moe passed away, and Mm -hmm. he 
had been the driving force behind so much of the Stooges that that, I think, really was the ending point for the original mm-hmm. Stooges. And at this point, for 20 years, their shorts had been shown on uh, television regularly. Right. So they're still well known, but at this point, they really had become sort of a legacy act. But they, they still go strong. In 1986, there was a VCR game. I didn't know they made games for the VCR. I want to play that VCR game so Oh yeah. Badly. And in 87, I, there's an Apple II and Nintendo Entertainment System game that you could want, definitely I, find. Uh, I and want all of them. It was also re-released for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, in 02 and the PlayStation oh. in 04. Oh, so we could definitely get this. Oh, we could find it. It's supposed to be so bad. I can't, we, we don't gotta even, play We don't it. even have to have a fan. Like, maybe someday we'll have a listener, but this is something we don't even need a listener to find for us. We can this just do it. We can totally do. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Maybe let's play next time or something. We'll we'll play it and that's some bonus know, we'll content. Figure. Yeah, yeah, bonus content. We'll do we'll do a special special one off episode. In 1993, I think they achieved probably the highest honor that they ever achieved. Mm-hmm. They right. were given an MTV Lifetime Achievement Award. I don't think anyone appreciated them more than music television. I'm so glad that MTV decided to recognize the three stooges because when you think about MTV and the heyday of MTV, you think the three stooges, it's not even a leap. It's right there. Here's, here's I think, also another high honor, and this is actually the person that I did not realize was going to be a Stooge fan. In 2000, there was a movie that aired on ABC. It was filmed uh-huh. in Australia, and it was executive uh-huh. produced by uh-huh. Mel Gibson. Oh, no. Who is apparently a diehard Three Stooges fan. Mel Gibson. In 2004, a museum in Springhouse, Pennsylvania opened, the Stoogeum, oh. which we've got to visit. We have to go to the Stoogeum. We got Do you think it's the Stoogeum or the Stoogeum? I think it's Stoogeum, like museum. Or maybe it's Stoogeum. I like Saucy. that. Fantastic. <laughs> Trademark. In recent years, there's been a little bit of a lull, but in 2012, there was a movie, a feature-length film uh, directed by the Farrelly Brothers. Mm-hmm. which I never saw. It didn't look amazing to me, but apparently no. there's a sequel in the works. That It's starting, no. what I heard is in 2015, they had a script and it was slated to start production in 2018. That's the latest I've heard. It may mm. have been stuck. But Will yeah. Sasso, very funny guy, plays Curly. Mm. Um, Sean Hayes, also very funny, plays Larry. And Chris mm-hmm. Diamantopoulos, uh-huh. he plays Moe. What I think is interesting more is the rumored cast who they wanted for the movie at the beginning. Who is who is They who? originally wanted Benicio del Toro as Mo, <laughs> Sean Penn actually... as Larry. Oh my god. And Jim Carrey as Curly. That's like that is You threw name you stuck brilliant. names in a hat and drew them and like whipped them out. But you know what? I I kind of see Benicio del Toro looking like Mo. Like I'm picturing them and I'm going, I kinda get it. I guess so. And and then it originally there were there were attempts to apparently then cast Hank Azaria as Mo. Oh, which I think would have been pretty funny. That would have been funny. Yeah. That would have been funny. What are we doing here on this podcast, Landry? What what can people look forward to? next week. Uh, well, I think 
I mean, they could look forward to our banter, our wittiness. Well, and uh, we're going to be talking about the years that we've just discussed in more detail. We're going to be watching the 100 Columbia, uh, 190 Columbia shorts mm-hmm. going back and forth. We're going to be dissecting them with a fine-toothed comb. We're dissecting with a fine-toothed <laughs> dissecting comb. Dissecting with a fine-toothed comb. It's not going to be very it's gonna be. It's going to be I tough. Didn't say it's going to be would... tough, but I think we're up to the challenge. You know what? One thing you can do after listening to this, if you want to know more about what we're going to be doing, is you can follow us online. We've got an oh. Instagram, at 3 Tuges. We've got a Twitter, mm. at 3 Tuges. And you can also Ooh. find us on the Facebook, uh, at oh, the 3 Tuges. Uh, the, the Facebook. Right. So Excuse my brother. It's a Facebook. We're going to be cranking out high-quality content there. And... Uh, what you can look forward to in the very near future is the first official episode of The Three mm-hmm. Tuges. And, Brayden, what are we going to be watching? We're what is the first short? The very first short. I'm so excited because the title alone is brilliant. It's called Woman Haters. <laughs> Go to our social media. We'll post links to the videos. Um, so that you, if you want, you don't have to go searching on the internet. We'll post a video, a link to Woman Haters. Yeah, and, so we can uh, all enjoy it together. So, is there anything else we should t- we should do? Do we have a sign off yet? I I don't think so. Knuckleheads. I think that should be oh. what we call our our fans. Okay. All right. Well, then I'm gonna just do the I'm just gonna do the exit the theme exit. Theme again, it up, okay? themey. Theme Pat it up. The Here we go. Ready? One, two. What? 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 I'm gonna turn it up. Turn it up. What? Okay, we did it. That was good. All right, last word.